Hey everyone, welcome to this Argus Media podcast episode where we'll be chatting about the growing influence of the metals market on sulphur and sulfuric acid pricing. Demand from the metals mining sector is only expected to grow, while the fertiliser industry will remain the main import market for these products for some time. Demand from mines in Indonesia and Africa is already starting to disrupt prices occasionally though. So let's discuss this in more detail. I am Virgil Kelly, the sulphur reporter for Argus Media, and with me today is Dion Nee, the senior reporter for Asian sulfuric acid and sulphur markets. So Dion, as the expert on sulfuric acid, shall we start with what is sulphur and or sulfuric acid used for in the mines? Why do metals buyers need the products and why is demand growing? Thank you for having me, B. So demand for both sulfur and sulfuric acid from the metal sector has certainly brought about more attention in the recent few years. I think more particularly due to stronger demand for nickel intermediates. These are used mainly to manufacture electric vehicle batteries. Well, it might be a bit technical from here. Please bear with me. So sulfuric acid is used in the high pressure acid leach process to separate nickel and cobalt from low grade lathrite nickel ore. Mixed hydroxide precipitate, or more commonly known as MHP, is then produced, which is processed into battery-grade nickel sulfate. Now, several of these high-pressure acid leaching projects also consist of sulfur burners, which consume sulfur to produce sulfuric acid. Hence, I think there's often demand for both sulfur and sulfuric acid. So going on to the more geographical side, which do you think are the main metals buying regions be? Demand for sulfur from northern Zambia and DRC is known as the Copper Belt region, and this demand from this region has found to 1.1 million tonnes a year. The DRC is becoming a major copper and cobalt producer. It's supported by the rising use of lithium-ion batteries in electric vehicles, which is supported by large investment from China. But the region isn't actually expected to import more sulphur than 1.1 million tonnes a year for the coming years, as growth is limited by logistical and ethical constraints and there's a lack of investment. This has compared with no metals-based demand in the DRC prior to 2004, so there's been quite huge growth in the last sort of 15 years. Ultimately, growth in this region is going to be quite limited going forward. There is quite a lot of logistical hurdles and delays. Going on to the other regions, Indonesia is quite a huge buyer of sulfur and sulfuric acid. It already imports fertilisers. I think it imported 970,000 tonnes in 2021. But there is growing demand there on the nickel side. Nickel is expected to cause the biggest change in this region. Indonesia is striving to become a global hub for battery material processing and production. And sulfuric acid demand is expected to increase to 8.5 million tonnes a year by 2026. It won't all be imported, most will be burnt, but it will create 2.7 million tonnes a year of sulfur demand in Indonesia. So we have two main regions there, Africa and Indonesia, but the most growth is expected to be seen in Indonesia, especially with the growth of demand for electric vehicles and batteries to be used in those It's also supported by a lot of investment from China to try and increase their supply chains as they're one of the larger cobalt and copper exporters, well, the refined versions. Dion, do you think you could tell us more about the actual buyers in Indonesia? I know you specialise in this region. Well, from what we've seen, the key buyers from the metal sector are located in primarily two areas in Indonesia, which are Hamahera and Morawali. Most of these projects are often swing buyers between sulfur and sulfuric acid. So depending on the current inventory levels that they have and also market economics, meaning whichever is cheaper. Additionally, we've also seen that their procurement strategy is not seasonal like what we're used to in fertilizers, but often on an almost monthly basis to ensure stable operating rates. So I think that this buying strategy can impact pricing as well. Do you want to elaborate, B? Sure. So this is something we've mainly seen in the Southeast Asian market, more so than in Southern Africa. 
buying trends of metals buyers in this region have contrasted quite starkly to fertilizer buyers in the past in that some metals buyers in Indonesia have bought as many as nine cargoes at once and sort of hiked the price quite high. And these prices have risen to a point that fertilizer buyers in other regions can't actually match these prices. This is usually for the same tons loading from the Middle East, which is the main supplier of sulfur globally. So the dynamic can look quite strange as this buying strategy does increase the price the Argus Southeast Asia CFR price specifically, which reflects the tons going to Indonesia. And it becomes the most competitive delivered sulfur price globally. But this is a bit odd because it's geographically closer to the suppliers than some other buying regions like North China, where there's higher freight rates. But fertilizer buyers are sometimes not willing to pay the same prices as the buyers in Indonesia especially if it's off season. So it's quite an interesting dynamic that's evolving. It's become clear that buyers from the metals industry are working with completely different fundamentals and dynamics than the fertilised buyers. And it'll be interesting to see how this dynamic plays out in the longer term, especially as demand from the metals sector is only expected to grow with the increase in demand for electric vehicles. Do you have anything to add on expectations going forward, Dion? Well, going forward, I think we believe that the key buyers in Indonesia are still adjusting their procurement strategy. So in 2022, we saw that buying was characterized by more spontaneous kind of buying. But then we've seen much more coordination this year and in an effort to prevent price competition amongst the few firms that operate there. Overall, I think the buying activity this year has definitely caused several waves in a traditionally very seasonal market that is driven by fertilizer demand. But this seems to have become a new norm that most of us will have to live with, as Indonesia is likely to form a very consistent output for producers of both sulfur and sulfuric acid. However, we must also acknowledge that there is a possibility of more tons that might be agreed on contracts moving forward, as I think that some Indonesian buyers may instead prefer stability in import volumes over spot buying. Thank you very much for listening to this latest episode of Fertilizer Matters, an Argus Media podcast series. If you'd like to know more about the topic discussed today, we have a white paper coming up, so keep an eye out for that. For more information on our sulfur and sulfuric acid price reporting and outlooks services, please visit our website, argusmedia.com forward slash fertilizers. Thank you very much. Have a great week ahead. 